Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. We're in downtown Milwaukee this week on Urban Spelunking, just down the road from a place that we spelunked a couple weeks ago, the new BMO Harris Tower on Wells and Water. Now we're on Wisconsin and Water at the Drury Plaza. Yeah, 227 rooms, 14 floors. Pretty impressive. And visitors, I'm sure, will enjoy the indoor pool that's in the lower level. Um, and this actually was a, an Eschweiler building, which is a super prominent Milwaukee name. Uh, Eschweiler, an architect that designed many buildings around around not just Milwaukee, but the surrounding area, too. Yeah, right around the same time, the uh, he was designing the Wisconsin Gas Flame Building, mm-hmm. right around the same time. And this building uh, changed a lot. When it was built in 1928, it was uh, had Art Deco decorations outside it was very you're gonna love that i'm gonna say ornate mm-hmm. um it was ornate but it was very decorated on the outside and now of course it's very sort of more sleekly modern looking um it's the same building but in 1983 they took off all the ornamentation and they sort of streamlined it with a with the changes to the facade that made it look more like a contemporary building got it well it's definitely ready to be uh it's a perfect building for a hotel being mm-hmm. that it was an office space and it's already subdivided into all these rooms um what is the some of the features of the hotel uh they spent more than two years renovating this um and it's got a giant lobby where the bank used to be there used to be a bank space down there a uh, giant lobby with like a bar and a breakfast room and um they have a pool and whirlpool and fitness center in the lower level um and then they have these oh the second floor is a bunch of meeting spaces okay about 5000 square feet of meeting space yeah sort of divided up into various sized rooms looking at the pictures on your story it, it looks like they're going for that in a super modern um, but inviting aesthetic. Um, and interesting that it's all happening in this building that dates all the way back to 1928. Yeah, it's kind of cool because it's a building that's been there for a long time. And it's I feel like it's one of those ones that people just kind of look right past because it's really hasn't been anything sort of wow. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, just another kind of brownish building in, in yeah, downtown right, Milwaukee. Yeah, right, right. And it used, to be, it used to be much more beautiful, in my opinion, than it is now. But... Um, but they've done a good job of fixing it up, and they put a nice uh, vertical sign outside, which is sort of a nice touch. It spruces things up a Yeah, it bit. really does. Yeah. We've seen a lot of hotels open up in downtown Milwaukee, um, and it's it has been this kind of this uh, chicken and the egg thing with the convention center and the tie-in there. Um, and then, of course, the DNC coming up, this 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 overarching issue of a lack of hotel rooms in downtown Milwaukee. Well, right. The argument has been that they can't really attract the kind of conventions they need size-wise in order to justify expanding the convention center. Um, to the north, which they have the space to do, um, until they have more hotel rooms. Right. But then you can't really get too many hotel rooms until you get those conventions or you end up with hotels with a bunch of empty rooms, right? But um, these are opening, and the DNC is kind of a good sort of interim thing because it's getting people excited and it's you know getting Milwaukee on the map and I think it's and it kind of forced the issue along it in, is in for, a lot yeah of ways, you know? yeah it's pushing the issue along and you know there's a bunch that are have opened and are just opening and then there's still some other hotels like the there's two that are under construction still on um, uh, Jefferson in Michigan so right there's there's more and there's more and more coming online and we talked about one recently too the, a small one but uh, the one in the double house the Kefler Baumgarten House. It does make you wonder about just the, the sustainability of all these hotels opening up. Uh, you know, choosing to be optimistic, and, and you mm-hmm. hope that the uh, the energy 
stays in the focus and just the uh, people keep looking at Milwaukee as a place to go and visit and conduct business beyond the DNC. Yeah. Well, I would say that from talking to the folks at Drury, that you know, I mean, no hotel is gonna, no hotel company is gonna come in and build a 227 room, 14 story hotel over the course of two years for a one week event. No matter right, what, right. no matter what the event is, you can't you can't live off that forever. Um, but the day they were opening, they were about 50 percent booked that day, and they were completely booked up the next day. So that's the story from 1928 to the present at this site at Water in Wisconsin. But I thought it was interesting that there was a whole cycle. There was another really well-loved historic building right here on the same place that predated this, this office building, that had a really famous Milwaukee connection. We're going to talk about that next on Urban Spelunking. Let's go to the movies. Cinebuds is a podcast about movies. In each episode, you never know what you're going to get. Every Wednesday, with 88.9's Justin Barney and Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. Each episode, they take you on a quest. What kind of quest? A quest of danger, excitement, thrills, wonder, adventure. And if you want to join their journey on the latest movies, just tune in to Cinebuds at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Downtown Milwaukee at Water in Wisconsin. This is uh, the home of the Drury Plaza, which is a brand new hotel that we talked about in the first half. But before Eschweiler built an office tower in 1928, there was another building that was here beforehand, and it was another beautiful, gorgeous Milwaukee building. Yeah, there was a four-story building there, which was probably towering for its time. (laughs) It was built in 1845. and it was initially called the Abner Kirby Building because it was built by this guy named Ab- Abner Kirby, who um, ran a jewelry store in the first floor of that building, um, and then also became famous uh, later because he bought a hotel a block north of this, which became the Kirby House, and which was for many years a very long-lived hotel, very well known around town, important like meeting spot for political meetings, and it was just okay. it was a very well known place. And Kirby himself in the 1860s uh, served as Milwaukee's mayor. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So pretty so, famous Milwaukeean, you'd say. Yeah, pretty, out, pretty became famous. Became the mayor. Yes, yes. And, well, um, and talk about a great name too, Abner Kirby. Oh, I know. It just sounds like the perfect 18 something's name. And then if if you look at the article, you see a picture of him, and he looks just like an Abner Kirby. He looks exactly like an Abner Kirby. Yeah. Yeah. Once you see it, you'll be like, that dude must be named Abner Kirby. <laughs> check him out. He's got sort of a he's got sort of a sad face, doesn't he? He's got sort of a Ringo Starr sad vibe. <laughs> But with like a downturn, like almost like a handlebar mustache, but sort of both of them like pointing down like a frown. Yeah. Both sides. Yeah. Well, I'm sad, sure it was but serious business in the jewelry and hotel business. I yes. No, mes- no, time for, no time for smiles. <laughs> um, but what was interesting to me about uh, the oh, later, so later it became called the camp building. I'm not exactly sure why, but um, what's interesting to me is a lot of times in this, uh, in like the 20s when Milwaukee was building starting to build skyscrapers, what they called skyscrapers back then, um, everybody just seemed all for it. You know? Right. Because there's like, here's progress, here's, you know, this growth and stuff. I remember a, a building that we spelunked a couple of years ago. I think it was the the, the Grand Theater, the yeah. Warner Grand Theater. 
they brought like the the governor in, right? And there was yeah. there like oh, a yeah. lighting ceremony, mm-hmm. and it was like the biggest to do. Yeah. in Milwaukee was this building opening up. So what struck me as odd about this one when they announced when the newspapers announced the construction of the bankers building, um, it wasn't that they were sad about it or or unhappy or d- didn't support it, but it was interesting that the headlines instead of being like the usual sort of. You know, Milwaukee getting an amazing new tower. Right, this glowing um, review. Right, it it was like it was more like a uh, Milwaukee landmark. You know, to be raised to make room for like they were acknowledging that that this future gain was going to come at some sort of loss to the city, which seemed like an interesting thing that you didn't see around that much. Anymore. I mean, you see it nowadays when people talk about you know the older buildings that we think of as landmarks are going to come down for something new. You see that all the time now, but back then it just seemed like progress, progress, progress. It's got to go. Right. But it was So it was really interesting to me to see a, a news report that um, again, wasn't angry or, or dis, disapproving, but acknowledged the fact that they were going to have to give up something to get something. Yeah. There was, there was in, in, in 1928, there was this like sense for Milwaukee history and nostalgia you know, yeah. for, for a young city at that time. Right. You know, thinking about the good old days. But if you think about it, even then, the building was, I mean, it had been built in 1845. So it was it a, pretty, been there a, long time, it was yeah. a pretty old building even then, you know, I'm almost, not quite, but almost as old as the banker's building is to us now, you know. And then I think my favorite part about this whole story is you found these original pictures of the camp building, the building that was there before this Eschweiler tower goes up in Thanks to the Milwaukee Public Library. I yeah, right? Yes. Yeah, the Milwaukee Public Library They're just good has people. This ama- so, many, so many pictures from the library in your stories that are just amazing to look at because yeah. you can see this streetscape, you know, going back to, I'm not sure when this picture was taken, but it was before 1928. Yep. Um, and you know see, because it's yeah, there. Yeah, because it, it exists. <laughs> but it's late enough that there are, there are motor cars. Yeah, you see. Automobiles. And people walking, and it's it's just so cool to look at, you know, a snapshot of Milwaukee that looks nothing like it does now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? We can see the pictures and so much more here at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast. And while you're here, make sure you subscribe to 88.9's podcast. We've got uh, podcasts about film, about music, about food, and, of course, Milwaukee history. And podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and, of course, your membership. Subscribe to all of our podcasts and get them delivered right to you right here at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. It's On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thanks. Thanks, Nate.